0: Book called "Becoming the Bank" and uh, it's the website's becomingthebankbook.ca, and and that started as a genesis of, of really helping teaching people that you can create great wealth in private lending or hard money lending, both on the borrower side and the investor side.
1: We know that building wealth comes from owning businesses and making investments. Yet, why still do nearly half of businesses fail in the first five years, and why do others lose it all in their investments? Welcome to the Wealth Watchers
2: podcast, your resource for building a massive net worth. We bring real stories from real people who are experts in business and investing, who will share secrets and actionable strategies to amassing wealth and achieving success. Brought to you by Happy Camper Capital. Now, your hosts, Justin Hoggett and Adam Lendy.
1: Welcome back to the Wealth Watch podcast. I'm your host Adam Lundy. With me, as always, is my co-host Justin Hoggett. Justin, what's up? What's up, man? Uh, you had a birthday recently, and uh, I know I'm 26 so, now. Boy, <laughs> getting, getting
2: up there. I can see the wrinkles coming. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, they they can't see on audio. Yeah, it was <laughs> good to good hang out for that celebration a little bit. So uh, happy
1: birthday on the air. Oh, thank you for yeah. that. Although, even though people will be hearing this in June, uh, yeah, you know, definitely had a mid-May birthday. But appreciate that. Uh, all right on, let's let's dive in. Uh, we're going to bring in our guest today. Uh, our guest is Chad Robinson. Chad is the president of Align Mortgage Corporation. Chad, how are you?
0: Great. Um, it's a fantastic day here and I appreciate being on the show.
1: Yeah, right. good to meet you. Chad's a friendly neighbor to the north. Uh, Chad, where did you say you're coming from?
0: We're from Ottawa, Canada.
1: Fantastic. Tell me about Align and what you guys do. So Align is a mortgage investment
0: corporation. We deal primarily in private lending clients that need sort of... Um, Solution lending in the states is very common, called the hard money lending, and uh, and that's what that's the genesis of the line.
1: Excellent. Um, and obviously, we're we're going to jump into a topic today, you know, on that vein. Um, but before we jump in, I'd like to get to know a little bit more about the man behind the discussion. So, absolutely, if you could give us a little bit of your background and maybe some of your why as to why you do what you do.
0: For sure. So, um, some would say I started real estate the day I was born. Um, my whole family, I'm sort of second generation real estate and. My mom tells a joke that she was writing offers the day I was born. And, um, now as I'm older, I kind of believe it. Um, so we've been involved every day, um, since literally a little kid in real estate, whether it's buying and selling or flipping, or, um, when I turned 18, I got my real estate license and then transitioned into mortgage brokering, um, over the years, and then really gravitated to the complex stuff and the private lending side. So my sort of journey has been from the sort of the mundane into the very niche level of private lending and construction and, um, and the why is because I love helping people and solving problems. So that's kind of how I ended up uh, where I am now.
1: Yeah. And, and you wrote a book, right?
0: I did. I wrote a book called Becoming the Bank. And uh, it's the website. It's becomingthebankbook.ca. And, and that started as a genesis of, of really helping teaching people that you can create great wealth in private lending or hard money lending, and it, both on the borrower side and the investor side. But there's very few you know, books or courses out there that teach people the basics and there's a lot of glitz and sizzle, but not a lot of fundamentals. So I wanted to give um, a foundational book and that's where that came from.
1: Yeah. So, so the book is for someone who wants to learn how to lend money privately. Absolutely. Great. Awesome. Can you tell us kind of about your journey and in getting into that and, and what that looked like?
0: Yeah, so you know, the journey as a mortgage broker, you start with the main stuff, right—the main big banks and the the, the national insurance companies and those kind of things. The clients with great credit, you know, the the simple stuff, right? And you're really product selling, so you're just selling, you know, best rate. Um, And I never liked that. I realized, you know, I didn't want to just be a rate salesperson, right? And so I got into how do I solve people's problems and where does that come from? And then transitioned into private lending. And then I realized that there's nobody teaches you this stuff. The only way to learn private lending is you got to sit next to somebody for years and years and years and learn it. Um, so that, you know, I learned the hard lessons and I thought, well, that's not fair. Let me help investors do this with a little bit of knowledge and learn from the mistakes I made and other people. And um, so years ago, I created the course back when we could put, you know, a couple hundred people in a room together. And, uh, and then I, from there transitioned into the book and this has been a passion project for a while and, you know, life for kids and everything else got in the way and finally I'm able to release it. So it's, uh, it's great to have it over the finish line. Yes. The- what,
2: what have you found that you're lending on most at this point what's your niche in that department
0: um so we do a lot of bridge financing right now there's a huge demand of um closing dates aren't lining up for people and they need a 30-day bridge um that um we do a lot of home flippers that's another thing that they need demand and need quick access and consistent access for home flippers so i like doing that and of course you got the typical credit you know they've gone through divorce or those kind of things but but the niche i really see for what i'm Kind of doing a lot of right now is just short term bridges, thirty days,
1: you know, sixty days, that kind of thing. What do you think is causing the demand for that?
0: So the banks definitely in Canada, but I've seen a lot in the in the US too. Is they're getting a lot more strict because there's fear in the market now, right? So whenever the banks have fear, um, they just clamp down on underwriting and they don't want to approve anybody. And if you got any blemish of any kind, the answer is just no. um, Especially an entrepreneur or self employed or you work for the gig economy, anything like that, right? (laughs) You're just decline. So what people expected to get a quick yes from a bank is now turning into a very long maybe, um, and people need answers quick. So private lenders are, hey, you got, you know, X percentage down, you're approved. And it's a five minute phone call versus a two month drawn out, give me your DNA and firstborn.
2: Yeah, well, we can certainly attest to that. Uh, We've found that the last couple of months and things have been a little hard. We probably need to clip what you just said and send it to some of our parks that we're talking to right now, because the The feeling is that everything's great right now. Uh, but in reality, as you're mentioning is really not in, in terms of the bank financing. So uh, so we've had a little bit of trouble there, but um, what uh, what do you see in the future in that? Uh, you know, right now it is, you know, I guess one of my fears, and this is because I'm kind of conservative, but uh, getting into a bridge loan and then not being able to get out of the bridge loan. Yes, it sounds great, 30, 60 days or whatever, but um, are we going to be able to exit as we hope?
0: So you you hit on one of the number one fundamental underwriting questions that people always go into. They oh, what's a person's credit or what's their income or what's that? And that's the wrong question. The question you just asked is the right one. What is the exit? Um, so in my book, I talk a lot about that, right? And, and I always say to when I'm teaching investors how to deal with who they should work with as a mortgage broker, I say, get them to ask you that question first. If they don't start with what's the exit and I'm um, going to refinance, isn't a valid exit, right? Um, you know, if you could do that, you'd be doing it now. So, what's going to change in the next thirty days? So it comes back to the real estate, which is: is the property sold? Are both properties sold, or is that exit a, um, you know, you're waiting for a job offer to come, or, or why are you in this situation? And is it in worst case, can you sell both houses and get out of it? Um, and that's at the end of the day with a bridge, you're, you put a bridge over both houses. Um, so typically, there's a lot of equity involved in in bridge financing. So it's pretty risk. Averse, like it's a pretty safe bet um, in most cases.
1: So it sounded like when you got into private lending, you didn't have a mentor. Is that, did I interpret that right?
0: No, I didn't have a mentor. I learned the old school way, you know, with a bunch of books and banging my head against the wall and asking questions and, um, and really just, you know, the center of Canada, the finance side is in Toronto. So I spent a lot of time driving up to Toronto and just meeting people. And surprisingly, people, most people don't realize this. The old timers in the industry are happy to share their knowledge. And when I started, podcasts like this weren't a thing. Or you couldn't go on YouTube and, and, you know, learn about this stuff. Now you can. And it's great that we can do these kind of shows. Um, but back when I started, there was nobody there. So just taking people out for lunch and, you know, learning from just conversations.
2: And where did you start? Like, uh, you know, what, what have you found to be the most informative? You know, give us a little bit of Cliff's Notes
0: here. You know, I found that the successful people, most of the successful entrepreneurs, whether they're, you know, whatever their business is, um, or in lending in particular, are happy to share. So when I phone them up and say, listen, I'm a young, you know, a young broker, I want to learn about it, I see that you're successful, you know, can I learn from you? And ask you to just be a little bit humble and offer, you know, vulnerability to them and say, listen, I'd like to learn from you. Most people I've experienced will never say no.
2: They're actually flattered and they're happy to share. Yeah. And uh, what have you um, had to kind of learn the, the hard, hard knock-like life? life um, what tips and tricks are there for those that are...
0: The, the hard knocks that, that I've learned is in lending world is really what the appraisal and the valuations is. You, know, you don't trust things. It's trust, but verify. And uh, so you know, double check, read the appraisals, um, you know, call other realtors uh, around. Don't just think you know it. Um, checking your own ego is probably the biggest thing to say. Oh, yeah, I know what that is. And no, 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 no. Like, you know, document, document, and then, um, and test your assumptions. That's I think talking it through is, is really testing your assumptions with, with data to prove it that, uh, you know, that that
1: property is worth what you think it is. Do you have any, uh, maybe personal blunders? That would be a good lesson for anybody else who's getting into it from when you started.
0: Um, personal blunders. That's a good question. Um, spell check is a great thing, (laughs) 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 but, uh, but no, really, it's it, I haven't had any blunders per se because I'm pretty thorough and, and touch wood. I'm, I'm lucky on that. But just it's a human business. So, you know, really connecting with the people and, and understanding that there's a borrower that's a human being on the other side and there's a lender that's a human being on the other side. Um, and just not getting in your own way with, you know, ego. There's just, you know, people at the end of the day, everybody wants to be successful in their transaction. That's why my company is called Align Mortgage. Um, was aligning everyone's interests. And if you have that philosophy,
1: I've learned over the years, most times, most times things work out. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So uh, I'm sure the book outlines it, but, you know, can you, is there, are there certain steps that people should take to get started or or somebody who is interested in getting into this? Like, what, what do they need to consider?
0: Um, so the first thing I need to consider is, you know, why are they investing in, in mortgages versus other asset classes and that, you know, don't be involved in one, just one asset class, in particular, whether it's private lending or direct real estate or stocks. And what I love about the lending side, is it's a hedge, right, against especially the special volatility that we see in the market right now. Mortgages is boring. It really is. Right? And if anybody's trying to sell you a deal and you're getting excited about it or they're getting excited, it's probably not a good deal. Um, that's my first uh, my first test. If, you know, if the borrower's coming and they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay, step step back <laughs> um, and read, 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 you know, your money in your bank account is not losing. Well, it is kind of losing money now with inflation, but, um, you know, it's at the end of the day, it takes another week to find a deal. It's not a big deal, you know, so take your time, be thorough and uh, read and learn and call the professionals, right? Call the mortgage brokers and the appraisers and
1: the lawyers and, and ask those things that uh, there's no silly questions. Yeah. Now, you mentioned you had uh, you know three top tips. Are those the tips right there, or is there more to that?
0: So if those are the tips in kind of a long form, but uh, I would definitely say don't lend without an appraisal. That's the number one top tip. I see people trying to convince me that all the time. And all oh, you don't need an appraisal, I you know, I bought this. The agreement of purchase and sale says, you know, this. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. And always have a third party between you and the borrower. So whether it's a mortgage broker or a lawyer or an administrator um, or some other financial professional, that you're not dealing direct with the borrower because then you can ask the hard questions and not be shy about it um and the last thing i'd say is be careful with over leverage if you're borrowing on a line of credit or another property make sure you're you know not over leveraging which is good advice i think for any any investment
2: yeah what kind of bridge loans uh, are you doing what kind of down payments are you requiring and what kind of rates are you seeing So the rates in bridge loans
0: here um, run six to 7%. So the rates are not high, but we're earning, you know, one to 2% as a lender fee. And typically, because these are 30 days um, or less, sometimes the the effective yield is in the, you know, 30, 40% range. Yeah. Um, Really good yields for very short term money. And uh, the loan sizes I'm typically seeing are 100 to 150,000 for most of these bridges because it's it's people's down payments. And, um, you know, up here in Canada, house prices are pretty high. So.
1: They're high here as well. <laughs> well, perfect. Tell me more about your book. Like, Who should read it and where should they be in their journey? Is this somebody who's just getting started or somebody who's already you know experienced in real estate?
0: Well, that's great. I think um, both borrowers and lenders should read this book, obviously, for two very different perspectives. Um, borrowers or anybody thinking about doing private money or hard money lending um, entrepreneurs or property flippers like that, because you can understand where the lenders are coming from you know, why are they asking certain things and how to prepare yourself better to go to a hard money lender. Um, so the book will give you a lot of value, value from that perspective. And the lenders, it's basic things like how to understand a credit bureau and why a credit score is not the end-all be-all. I'll be like, oh, they got a 600 credit score or 800 credit score. Okay. Well, that's in a way irrelevant, right? It's the data behind it. Um, you know, and, you know, things not to do in the book um, really goes through, teaches, you know, don't go and put an ad in the paper and ask for money. Or I see people on Facebook all the time, you know, although I, I like literally see, I have $500,000 to lend out. Like, oh my God, you're just like going to be preyed upon by every, you know, <laughs> every person trying to get a deal out there. So those are the kinds of, of the tips I throw in the book to, uh, to avoid.
1: So you're talking about, so for the investor who has the money to put in, don't put the ads out. Um, was that, was any of that caution toward the person who wants to be the lender, you know, who might be working with that investor or what, what do you think? So,
0: yeah, absolutely. So if you're asking for money from investors, you got to be very careful to work within the state law or the province provincial law that you're working with, asking for money, um, get you in trouble, especially if you're asking for equity money and, you know, with the SEC and um, different securities commissions, you got to be very careful about that. Um, And on the lender side, if you're saying you have money, you also got to be careful because you're going to get bombarded with people, you know, a lot of which are scammers.
2: Yeah, got it. And you're lending in the US as well? No, right now we're only lending in
0: Canada uh, and specifically in Ontario, um, because we're we're a fund, so we're actually registered as a mutual fund trust, and so we're a regulated entity. And as you know, it's the uh, securities laws are very strict with uh, with where and how you can raise money and lend it. So,
2: absolutely, we know all about that. And what what uh, maybe do you see different about Canada and the U.S. If you, I mean, I'm not seeing a whole lot of experience in the U.S., but are you able to? Say it's easier or less? So
0: the, the hard money lending, I'd say, is about equal. Um, you know, the, basically, if there's a good deal, money will show up. You know, I always tell the borrowers that if you've got a good property that you're doing or good investment, the money will show up. You just got to present it right. So uh, on that side, I think the private lending or hard money lending is equal in both countries. The institutionally um, American lenders, I've noticed, are willing to take on a little bit more risk than Canadian lenders. Um, you just generally have more competition. And a little bit more entrepreneurial mindset than um, than our Canadian banks. I mean, at the end of the day, we have five banks in Canada, um, really, and they fund all these other smaller banks. So it's like the top five. And then so you see this homogenous, you know, underwriting criteria right across all the other banks. And it's really
2: frustrating.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. So now we were talking a little bit about getting investors. Does your book cover any of that for the person who maybe wants to be The you know I guess they they want to be the lender but they don't necessarily have the investment capital. Do you teach people how to get in front of that money?
0: So this book doesn't cover that specifically. I I kind of did this one more as a a step one of a series of books, and um, and that's something I'm kind of looking at doing later on down the road. Is you know how to do how to set up a fund and and part of my business in a line actually here in Ontario is helping other people open funds. Um, So we've already opened up our third fund um, working as joint ventures. And because a lot of people don't understand the securities regulations and, and how to do that. Um, but to your point, what I've experienced the most is if, you know, build your social media following, build your mailing list, become an expert in your field, whatever that is, and people will trust you and get to know you and to do these kind of things, right? Like you, if you have hundreds and hundreds of hours out there of content with you, people realize, wow, you can't fake that, right? It's, it's you know, <laughs> you can't fake five years of content. It's just not possible.
1: Uh, I've taken a few hard money loans in my day, and and I have to be honest with you on this, and you you might have a differing opinion on this, but you know typically when I've gone through my list of folks and given them a call, you know what sets them apart is more than anything is their origination fee. So in your mind, though, what really differentiates uh, a lender because it shouldn't just be a battle to the bottom on origination fees.
0: Hundred um, percent. And so the interesting trend I'm seeing here lately is there's a lot of people up front that are saying that the the face fees, uh, origination fees, are low. Or the rates low, but they're back-ending a bunch of fees, and people aren't realizing that. Oh yeah, you know it's whatever six percent and one percent fee, um, like that's cheap. And then they realize there's this massive penalty or a ten thousand dollar discharge fee, um, or if you miss one payment, it's two thousand bucks. Like there's this obscene amount of back-end hidden fees that they're all there if you dig and look, but nobody does that. Um, I will.
2: I will. I, I promise. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right, and I wish more people did. If they asked questions then, you know, you'll get better results, but everybody's just kind of looking at the surface.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They don't, they don't like those questions either. Like, oh man, you saw it. Ugh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, another big trend I've seen, and I don't know if you guys see this happening where you are, but people instead we used to do a lot of one-year loans. That was very common, like a one-year private loan or hard money loan. Now they're doing a three-month or a six-month with the intention that they know you're going to renew in six months because, you know, your property is not going to be flipped by then or, you know, something can happen. And then they hit you with the same, all the fees all over again. So even though it looks cheaper, you know, 80, 90% of them are renewing and then paying the fees again. So that's kind of a little trick I've seen a lot of lenders doing lately.
1: I signed a six month on my last one and thankfully got it done much sooner than that. But yeah, I've been there. Uh, you mentioned you have a course also. Does your does your course cover different stuff than the book or do you have multiple courses or what's that look like?
0: Um, so the original course I did face-to-face goes, it was a two-day in-person course and I'm, I'm writing it up in line online right now. It's not ready yet, but it goes into all the same chapters as the book, but in a lot more detail. And that's something as like an author, it's, it's my first book I put out. I really struggled with how do you put enough content about something like mortgages that, let's face it, it's boring, right? Who wants to have me talk about credit, you know, credit file for five hours, right? It's I'll put everybody to sleep. But some people need to know that and they want to know that. So I'm like, oh, how do you find that balance? So my thought was give enough to people to ask the right questions, put the risk on modules as, as a, you know, pay as you go kind of course. And because um, if you ever, never have a power sale or foreclosure, you'll never need to learn about it until you need it. And then you'll happily learn about it. Um, so that was my kind of uh, my thought. That's my next project is to, to finish digitizing that one.
1: Right, So it sounds like the book is the place to start yeah. and then the course, if you're interested or need to know more. Absolutely. Got it. Cool. Well, Perfect, Chad. Um, any, final, any final words, anything you want to mention on the topic or the book before we dive into our lightning round?
0: Um, yeah, just, you know, the book is obviously written for Canadian perspective, but the majority of the information there is applicable anywhere. Um, the only thing is, you know, the state laws or provincial laws are different. Of course, um, I talk a lot about, you know, RRSPs, which is our 401k in Canada. It's very similar in in the States, you know, it's very applicable either way, just different terminology and, uh, you know, and have fun, just, you know, look at different opportunities and network.
1: Great. And and of course we'll link up or becoming the bankbook.ca in the show notes. Uh, well, Chad, appreciate it. I'm going to turn it over to Justin for the Wealth Watchers Brain Pick.
2: Awesome. All right. Chad, we got five quick questions for you. First one, what is your superpower or unique natural ability?
0: Awesome. Well, I think I would have two. My wife says my superpower is finding a parking spot.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Which I really love. And, and my, personally, I think it's solving problems. I, I just love solving problems.
2: Yeah. Well, there's, um, there's always a parking spot in the back. Is that the one you're talking about?
0: <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you were to go back three to five years, what might you've done differently that you wish you could have? Um, I'd say, you know,
0: I've always been a confident guy, but I would say even have a little bit more confidence and, and open my fund five years ago instead of, you know, last year.
2: And, and I guess a little side there, how how easy was it then? Is that, is that why? Because it was easier than you thought?
0: No, it was actually harder than I thought, Okay, but now that I'm crossed the finish line, it's easier. Um, you know, the, the journey, the mountain was higher than, you know, steeper than I expected, but, um,
2: but at the top, it's a beautiful view. Gotcha. Cool. All right. And so where are you headed in the next three to five years?
0: Um, so the next three to five years is building, um, building more funds. So my goal is to help other real estate entrepreneurs, um, you know, whether they want to create a fund for private lending or for real estate acquisitions, is to be a, um, a tool to help other people get rich.
2: Awesome. Well, of course, good luck in all that. Thank you. What is your favorite book on business or money?
0: So I have a lot of favorite books, but I'd say the, uh, the one that struck me the most, which is really cheesy, uh, I'd say it was Grant Cardone's 10X. And, uh, you know, I'm a little bit, part of me is introverted and, um, you know, because of bankers, right? Banker minds, you know, we, we kind of go behind the scenes. So that 10X idea of just get out there, you know, get out there, hit that mailing list, you know, do the social media posts, um, helped me shift a little bit into really just getting on stuff like this and, and just doing it.
2: Yeah. Of course, action's key, right? Yeah. Uh, and last one, what has been your biggest aha moment?
0: The biggest aha moment was realize that I really knew a lot of stuff about this topic and private lending and that to give yourself a break. Once, you, once you've been at it for 15, 20 years, you know, you've know you done your 10,000 hours, you are an expert. And, um, and I got some third-party validation a couple of years ago of that. And, uh, and that was the final tipping point. I said, okay, yeah, I got it and, uh, and move forward.
2: Awesome. Of course, thanks for sharing uh, with us and in our
1: crowd. Really? Uh, good luck in the future with you, and thanks for being on today.
0: Awesome, thank you so much.
1: All right, thanks for joining us, Chad. This has been another episode of the Wealth Watchers podcast. I'm your host Adam Lundy, for my co-host Justin Hoggett and I. Thanks for stopping by. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Until next time. This has been the Wealth Watchers podcast. If you enjoyed this content, please subscribe and leave a review on your podcast player of choice. Join us on Facebook where our members and guests are actively engaging in discussions on wealth growing strategies by searching for Wealth Watchers Community on Facebook.